came. It was dramatic. It was the 2018 NBA Draft. Brian Seltzer welcome you into our first post-draft edition of the podcast. On this episode, we'll play back an interview we conducted with six or second round pick Shake Milton when he was in town as part of a group workout, and then we'll spend some more time with his college head coach at SMU, Tim Jankovic. So that coming up in just a matter of moments. We remind you that to subscribe to the podcast, all you got to do is head to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, type in Sixers Podcast Network, and that will take you to our feed. 76ers came away from last Thursday's draft with three new players. We'll go in order. The most dramatic move of the evening, of course, involves Zaire Smith at the number 16 pick and the trade involving the 10th pick and the Phoenix Suns. The Sixers also gobbling up a coveted and precious unprotected future first-round pick in 2021 via the Miami Heat. Brett Brown acting boldly and with conviction on that transaction. And then at pick number 26, it was Landry Shamit out of Wichita State. And the final pickup of the evening was at number 54 in the second round, Shake Milton. Shake Milton, one of over two dozen prospects at the 76ers, brought in for a workout in the previous two weeks. And before we hear from his former college head coach, we'll hear from Milton himself. This was our conversation with him after he worked out for the 76ers the second week of June. Shay, can you take us through what your day is like with the 76ers from when you get here, running through everything they put you through? Yeah, uh, you just normally get to the facility. This is a pretty new facility too, so it's really nice. Um, Eat some breakfast, get changed. You got to go through all your medical testing and let people fill, make sure you're all good and no injuries and stuff like that. And then get on the court, warm up, um, get to compete a little bit and, and show off your shooting ability. So it's good fun. Did you have any contact with the 76ers before coming to the workout? Uh, I'm, I met with them in, in Chicago at their uh, combine interview. So. What goes into an interview at the combine? It seems like a lot of people moving in and out and you kind of get run through it. But what are the type of things that you're able to accomplish in that setting? Uh, just kind of show who you are. Uh, they just really just wanted to get a feel for you, kind of figure out who you are as a person and kind of get to know you better. So it's, it's good to get in front of teams and uh, just express yourself and show you know what you're capable of. Something that's become a rite of passage of sorts here in Philadelphia and now in Camden in past years is that Brett Brown sits down with all the prospects after mm-hmm. workouts. What does he tell you? Uh, we just basically talked about the NBA game and the way it's transitioning to uh, guys being able to shoot three and you know everybody's switching nowadays so it's important to be able to guard pretty much one through four, one through five. So um, just just talking about that and you know he's just giving us words of encouragement moving forward. Let's talk about your season last year for SMU. Before the right hand injury, you were having a terrific, terrific year. How good did you feel about the way you were playing? Uh, I felt really good. Um, I felt like our team in general was just right there hitting our peak, and then everybody seemed like they were going down with injury. But, uh, you know, you can't really control that. That's sometimes just the way things go. But you know, other than that, it felt really good to just be out there and helping my team win. Three-point shooting, obviously a big area of specialty for you. How dangerous do you think you can be when given space and finding an opportunity on the perimeter? Uh, I think I think that's, that's one of my strengths. It's one of my calling cards, uh, just being able to space the floor and uh, be ready to knock down shots. I think that's something I can bring right away. I know at the Combine you talked about defense. What have you been trying to show on that end of the floor and workouts such as the one you had with the 76ers? Uh, just that I, I can guard multiple positions. I can use my length to my advantage and uh, really bother guys, you know, whether it be on pull-ups or, or them driving to the lane, just be a pesky defender. When you look at what you've accomplished so far, where has the biggest development in your game come over the last three years? I'd probably just say my IQ, understanding the game, being able to pick up on things quickly. I think 
coaching staff at SMU did a really good job of helping develop that, and um, I'm excited to just be able to get to here, get to teams, and, and show it off. You were recruited to SMU by a guy who has some pretty solid history with the 76ers and Larry Brown. What was the relationship like that you developed with Coach Brown? Oh, that's my guy. Uh, we still talk uh, basically almost every day. Uh, he'll call me or I'll call him and just tell him how things are going. Um, he's always giving me words of encouragement, and I know he's always there for me. So. All right, Shake, thanks so much. Good yeah, luck. Appreciate it. Words from the man himself, Shake Milton, whom the 76ers hope to have in in Camden for an introductory media event at some point in the days ahead. Now we'll get some more wisdom on Milton from the man who coached him at SMU for parts of the last three seasons, Tim Jankovic. Tim, thanks so much for taking a few moments to talk. Got to think that having another player sent from SMU into an NBA program has got to be a pretty big point of pride. Oh, my gosh. It's uh. You know, we it, it's really, really important to us that, and I'm not saying that other schools don't share this, but but we certainly, it is our most important thing is when, when guys come here to hope that they have a great future when they leave here. And there's no greater future for a basketball guy than to get drafted in the NBA. And, and it's just incredibly rewarding when you see it happen. And we've, we've had a number of them here in the last couple of years. And just so proud of Shake and so happy for him. What type of player are the 76ers getting? Well, to me, a great one. I, I think uh, for, for me, it's it's a steal at that pick uh, for sure. Um, I think his injury, you know, he got hurt in, in late January and didn't play the rest of the season for us. I think that really hurt him because he was having an amazing year. And then, you know, that takes a little of the shine off but he's a, he's a great player he's a to me kind of he checks more boxes maybe than most guys um, when they're coming out of college because he's got the length he's got the size he's got great skill he's got great basketball IQ he can play multiple positions including being an outstanding point guard um, and and he's and he's got very good toughness. And I just I, I, I think I think he's going to be a heck of an NBA player. I do. When you go back and look at his contributions over the last three seasons for SMU, he got really steady playing time as a freshman on a terrific team that you guys had, a 25-win team back in 2015-2016, full-time starter the following year on a great run in your first season. What gave you guys the trust, and how did he earn that trust so early on in his career that he was able to be a major contributor for you guys from the start? Well, I think it speaks to... Uh, a his basketball IQ, B his skill level, and C that he was very well coached coming in here. He was very very well prepared, so he came, you know, more ready than most. Um, and it also speaks to his multi position. We had a tremendous point guard, Nick Moore, at the time, who uh, made some All American teams, and so he, he was the point guard. We played Shake at the two which I think also took some pressure off him as well to be a freshman, you know, and, and he played great, played a lot of minutes, shot the ball well, played with a lot of intelligence. And then two years ago, Nick was gone, and so we moved him to the point, and he was a great, great point guard on an amazing team. Um, and because we had so many good players, he wasn't asked to it was a very well-balanced team, put it that way, and everybody kind of got theirs, and, and he facilitated, and 
he was tremendous at that. And then this year, you know, we lost half of those six. And uh, we asked him to score a lot more, and he did. I think it was 18 or 19 points a game. But, he, again, he could play any position. You could throw him anywhere. He's going to understand it. He's got the skill. And uh, he came in more ready than most. I'm sure there was some quality coaching that was part of the equation with getting him to move from the two to the one. But uh, were there some instinctive things that he has as part of his package as well? How did you guys facilitate that transition? Yeah, in fairness, I would like to say just, you know, amazing coaching. But in fairness, <laughs> in fairness, he played a, a, an awful lot of point in high school. So it wasn't something that he was for the first time. I think that's when it's really difficult to say, okay, you got the ball in your hand all the time. So he had done that enough to where he was comfortable with it but he's such an easy guy for us to coach because i know i just i'm a broken record but when you put together that skill level and that iq uh with his competitiveness that guy is easy to coach that that is really fun to coach and he was always a lot of fun for me because he could just always understand the pictures he was very instinctive everything made sense to him he saw the game from five positions, not one, and it was really it was really easy. And and you know my only disappointment is is I don't get to coach him anymore. So <laughs> the the next coaches I, I I'm they're they're very I'm jealous of him. They're very lucky because he's really easy and fun to coach. How much did that IQ and competitiveness translate to some of the things he was able to do defensively? How would you assess his defensive game? got better and better like most high school guys coming in he was uh he was okay you know he was okay and and not many high school kids come in to major college you know totally ready to be a great defender and and i would imagine not many leave college being ready to be great nba defenders i would imagine i don't know but but uh he just his intelligence he picked up the concepts quickly and he is naturally competitive. He's very smooth, and, and sometimes people can think he's passive, but I, I don't see him that way. I, I see him very smooth and has a great understanding and a, an economy of movement, but but much tougher than maybe his demeanor comes across. 193 pointers in parts of three seasons ain't bad at all, and his efficiency looks like it was terrific from outside the arc. Just how good is that three-point shot for Shake? It's great. He's a great shooter. Uh, and, again, I wish he would have gotten to finish, you know, this year. I mean, I don't know how many more he would have made, how many more points, how many more wins we would have had. We had some really, really amazing bad luck losing Shake and Jeray Foster in in January, as well as some others. But, but you know, when you're talking numbers, his numbers would have been even more impressive. But he was a great shooter from day one, even freshman year. I don't know, I forget. He made six or seven threes in a, in a game his freshman year, which is not easy to do. And But it's consistent, too. He's not a streaky shooter. He's just a... He's a pure shooter, really, and uh, and he and he also and this is another one of his gifts. He came in with this, uh, and it is a very difficult thing to teach. It's something you work at, but the older you get, the better the player. The more the game slows down for them, and and great players play offense or see it in slow motion. Shake came in that way. Shake had that great instinct, never in a hurry. Uh, never, never felt frantic. 
never never thinking it's like a track meet, you know, and that a lot of young players think it's track and field, you know, and it's not. It's there's there's feel and thought and he came in that way and that's going to serve him great because he's he does play much older than his years. I feel like we've uh, danced around the periphery of this, and, and you've been referencing it throughout a bunch of your answers so far, but we started by talking about what type of player uh, are the 76ers getting, but what type of guy are they getting in Shake Milton? Amazing. You know, just a, a wonderful person, a giving person, a bright person from a, uh, an incredible family. Um, you know, he'll just be he's, – he's loved, you know, and uh, – the more people will get to know him, the more they'll love him, and uh, he'll be sorely, sorely missed from here. Do you have any, um, not to put you on the spot, but any good teammate story of him or something that comes off the, the top of your head that exemplifies kind of what he was all about? God, well, you know, if you didn't put me on the spot, I'd probably have 20 of them, but, but <laughs> now I went blank. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I'll call you back in the middle of the night. That's right. when I'll think of them all. But, but no, just but just – as a teammate, incredible, and I think you can see it uh, somewhat in the numbers and his career. You know, I'll play the two, and then the next year I'm the starting point, but I don't shoot all the time, even though I shoot it at a high clip. And then the next year you need me to score more, and so I do. And I just feel like there was never a guy on that he played with that wouldn't say he was anything but a winner and a great teammate. He had outstanding numbers in high school in Oklahoma. How did he come on to your radar at SMU? How did you guys recruit him? Oh, just, you know, that's kind of our wheelhouse area right around here. So we'd have been really messing up had we not noticed him being on a border state. Uh, played for a great, great AAU program uh, that's very, very well coached in Mocan. And his high school coach did an amazing job, too. But that was an easy one. You know, we, we always are going to try to work hard at, at uh, you know, the prospects in our area and the bordering areas. So he was an easy one to find. Harder to get. Hard to get, but easy to find. <laughs> what do you think made it a good match between the both parties, him and also SMU? Well, I hope that, that, that he feels even remotely about us like we feel about him for us. What made it great was we got an incredible young man that was an incredible player and found his way to be an NBA draft choice. You can't, I mean, when, when you go about this, isn't, that's exactly who we're looking for. And uh, he would be our poster guy for what we hope would happen. And I hope he feels the same way about us. As you said earlier, the last couple of years now, from 2016 to now in 18, there's been a handful of SMU players who have surfaced in the draft, 76ers fans who followed the postseason closely, obviously understand the impact that Shemi Ojale was able to make, Sterling Brown, another Eastern Conference player. How have you guys gone about tailoring the infrastructure of your program to help set up student-athletes for careers in the professional ranks? Well, what we have done, and again, I can't speak for others, but we've taken an approach that if we put, instead of just putting all our efforts into seeing about winning games, if we'll put all our efforts in the individual advancement and improvement of our guys, that in the, in the long run, we'll all be better off. So we, we've just taken a philosophy that we need to be mostly about trying to help the guys that we recruit and get in our program to have basketball futures. Now, whether not every single one, of course, is going to be an NBA, but that's our goal with everyone. 
we we honestly don't want to recruit anyone that doesn't want to be a professional basketball player because we think you know they'll sort of give in we want guys that do that but we've we've really put a premium uh on individual improvement over just team stuff and it's been paying off and uh you know it's helping us move forward in recruiting but mostly it makes the job feel more fulfilling maybe than ever you know if if when you see something like that you you ask this up front you know how how do you feel well it's everything you know we just we just had a guy get drafted to the NBA i mean this is these are life dreams and if you can be a part of that it is it is amazingly rewarding and fulfilling for us so we we do try hard at it and of course i'm sure others would say similar but um it has gone very well for us and it's not by accident if i were really really good at my job and overly familiar i wouldn't have to ask a question like this but are there certain schematical things you guys do that you feel help simulate things that players could expect at the nba level on either end of the court i i i i'd like to think so um you know we've been uh kind of uh, we, we kind of adopted an interchangeable parts system a while back and we train our guys as basketball players and not by position i think that's one thing uh and and we do play a pretty pretty nba like offensive system uh particularly the way the nba is going now and and i think that probably has really helped us but i also don't think that in and of itself will do it i think it's more about the amount of time spent in the gym working on specific skill development that translates um and not just getting guys tired <laughs> you know right. i mean being in the gym is one thing that's important but maybe working on things that really are important and, and equate and do translate to game situations i think i think that's probably the most important part before we wrap this up tim two guys i wanted to ask you about both of whom were also drafted by the 76ers last week landry shamit someone out of your own conference in the aac and just kind of the uh the paths crossing there and what your observations have been of him as a player and then zaire smith who obviously went to texas tech but he's from the dallas area yeah, know, know him uh, well, you know, obviously in watching him and, and uh, of course, Smith being from here, we loved him. I thought he was an amazing athlete, but I would be completely lying and probably wouldn't sleep for weeks if I lied to you this bad and said that we we knew he would be what he became in a year. I don't think anyone would say that. His his rise was was just you know pretty amazing and a really nice young man and very happy for him Landry been kind of following from afar I'm from Kansas so I always kind of watched the Kansas City and the guys from Kansas and anyway before he got in our conference and of course we played him twice this year and and uh really really impressed with him for me I was most impressed honestly with his uh his jump shot it's really clean and quick and uh Looks to me like he's a potential great shooter in the league, and not not to mention that he's very athletic and a great playmaker. But but what jumped out to me was he was a little bit different level shooter than most, and uh, I think he's got a he's got a heck of a future too. Great insights from a guy who's got great things going in his college basketball program. Tim Jankovic of SMU. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. 
Tim Jankovich, head coach at SMU, sharing some great stories about Shake Milton, who was the preseason American Conference Player of the Year pick for sustain the injury that Jankovich referenced earlier on in the interview. A guy from the 76ers acquired in the second round of last Thursday's draft. Thanks to Tim for taking the time to talk. Thank you for listening. We will continue with some additional post-draft coverage throughout the rest of this week, and then it'll be just about time to dive into free agency. Amazing how quick the offseason moves. Thanks for listening right here on the broadcast. See you.